Tone Book Reviews, where students and teachers talk about books. My name is Agustina, and I'll be talking about The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. This is a non-fiction book written by William Kakambwa and Brian Miller. There were movies called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind and William and His Windmill, which were made based on this story. William Kakambwa was born in 1987 in the small village of Winbe in central Malawi, Africa. There were around 10 houses, and almost everyone was family. He had six sisters, some older and some younger, but he had no brothers. William became a very well-known person and wrote this book with Brian Miller to tell his amazing story. The music that you hear in this episode is Unbroken Soul, African instrumental music from Procus Sound. William Kankwamba, the main character in the story, is able to get through many obstacles and do something amazing for himself and for his village. William Kankwamba is one of the two authors of the story, and he is writing his own story. This whole book has inspirational and exciting first-person descriptions and storytelling. This makes the book amazingly interesting and paints clear images in your head. The book is quite long, even though it only has 15 chapters. Some parts are easy, while others are a bit more complicated, and it can be easy to get lost. Even though it can sometimes feel long, it is a great book that paints clear pictures in your head, and I think that makes it worth reading. In a small village in Malawi called Wimbe lived a boy, William. He loved science and always did research to learn more about how technology worked and the different parts it has. His village had no electricity, and the president didn't really care about these people. Because of constant droughts and floods, crops were not able to grow, leaving the village in a famine that lasted a very long time. Many people in the village got poor, sick, and many died. But William kept him and his friends with the hope that it would all go back to normal and everything was going to be okay. But it turns out something no one thought possible happened, which brought hope, a better life, and recognition for the whole village. This book is set in the past and starts at around 1987 when William was born. It happens in the village of Wimbe in central Malawi. The village had only a few houses. Many were made out of wood with straw roofs. There were only a few rooms in each house. The schools had broken roofs, the area was noisy, and the classrooms were very small. Everyone knew each other, and many were family. People wore flip-flops and simple clothes, there were many times covered in dirt from all the work. You could see women walking by, carrying big bowls over their heads with water, and men in the farm caring for their crops. Many people in Wimbe are poor. No one could afford electricity, and some just had enough to feed their families. The main thing William's family bought was essentials. They paid for school, food, fertilizer, soaps, and a few other things that they needed, 
but sometimes didn't have enough to pay for those things or for new clothes, personal things, materials, or tools. Electricity and deforestation were some problems that showed up throughout the book. No one, except for the chief of the village, could afford electricity for his house. This meant that women had to go far to collect wood to cook. Everyone had to go to bed very early, and they had to use lanterns that created thick smoke, which made many people sick. Deforestation was also a big problem, which connects to both famine and electricity. People needed to cut down trees for firewood to cook and for space to harvest. This meant that there weren't many trees around the village. Because of this, the floods were much bigger since there were no trees to absorb the water. This caused the electricity company to have to close early in the evening because the floods brought trash and plastic to the turbines. This also caused the crops to not be able to grow. The author is very good at painting a picture in your head by explaining the environment and comparing the village to other places or things. This book is realistic, and all events are real. Even though the people of the village did believe in magical creatures, magical creatures, the main character in the story is William Kankambwa. Other important characters are his friends, Gilbert and Geoffrey, who is also his cousin. There are many other characters that play a big part in the story, but these are the main characters. Geoffrey is hardworking and a good friend. He lost his dad and just lives with his mom. His family is poor and he's not able to go to school. Instead, he looks for jobs. Gilbert is the son of the chief of the village. He's not poor like the others, but is still kind and hardworking. William is very smart, self-conscious, cheerful, confident, and sometimes afraid, but he never gives up without trying. They have been best friends since they were little and worked on many things like making toy trucks or go-karts, even destroying radios to find out how they worked. It is kind of hard to relate to these characters because of all they have been through, but there are a few parts where I am able to relate to William. These main characters and all of the other characters share similar problems because of the famine that affected the whole village. Many people, including William and Geoffrey, became poor. Everyone suffered from starvation, and the kids had no education because they couldn't afford the school fees. Many of the issues in the book happen because of the famine, but there are many other problems too that the whole village also shared. My favorite character is William. He's a great friend and he's very kind. Even though sometimes he did make some bad choices, I admire that even with all the problems he encountered along the way, he kept going and never gave up without a fight. These are some parts of the book where William was telling what he did, and these show his kindness and what a great friend he was. By coming back home, I wanted to inspire the next generation of dreamers. And so with my donations, I put Gilbert back in school, along with Jeffrey, and several other cousins who dropped out during the famine. I even paid the neighbor's kids' tuitions. For me, the theme of the story is hope, never giving up without a fight, and believing. 
William goes through many things, and there were very hard things that could have stopped him. But he kept going, and he kept chasing his dreams and passions, even with limits set on him. He was able to go around them and find another way. He kept believing in his ideas and his passion, and that took him to a place not even he thought he could reach. And that's what makes the story so amazing. At the beginning of the story, William wasn't very confident about himself. He was scared of not having an older brother to protect him, and had been made fun of. Sometimes he was kind of selfish and wanted to be the best, and that led him to him making quite a few bad decisions. He usually hung out with Jeffrey and Gilbert and explored and created different things with them for games. As William grew up, he found new interests in science. He understood much more and was more responsible. He grew a love for school and education. When the famine affected the village, he understood why he had to eat less, even though he did not like it. He didn't want to go through that ever again, so he started to do more research in the library to create something that would allow the village to live a better life and never experience a famine again. As he created something to help everyone, the people in the village called him crazy and a madman, but William knew he could prove everyone wrong. He had learned. From all of his earlier mistakes, and it led him to become the person he was. This whole experience helped William gain more confidence in himself and to hope. One of the big issues in this book is money and wealth. William lives with six sisters and his parents. They have to make much more food and buy more resources. They were doing okay with money since they harvested. But when the famine came, they had to use their money to buy as much food and fertilizers as possible. This caused them to become poor. They couldn't pay school fees, buy clothes, soap, or books. They had just enough for food. William understood this, even though it did hurt not to be able to go to school or buy things he wanted for inventions. But now his little sister. Um, they were a bit more impatient and did not understand. Imagine if there was a famine where you lived and you had to sell all of your things to get money just for you and your family to survive. That would be very hard. That's what they had to go through. The president had made things even more expensive, ignoring the problem in the village, and this caused more people to lose money. When it was the time of the year when the harvest was ready. William and his family survived, and were able to get a lot of money back. This allowed them to buy more food and fertilizers, and his family was no longer starving. But it was still hard to make up for all the money they had lost, so William was still not able to go to school or buy things for himself. At the end of the story, everything gets better, and everyone in Wimbe and the whole of Malawi had their lives improved because of one invention. When we think of wealth, we usually think of money, right? In my opinion, this book teaches to look at wealth beyond it just being money. I think that for everyone in the village, wealth was having food, a good education, and a supportive and caring family. Some people who had surplus food cooked and sold the food in the training center. Everyone in the village knew the importance of food, even before the famine.
Reading this book made me realize how lucky we are to have food every day. And I think that for the people in Wimbe, food was one of the things that made them wealthy. During the book, I also realized that families were very supportive and wanted the best for their children, even though sometimes they couldn't do it. Family was important in this book. They all cared and helped each other during the hard times. And that, for me, is wealth. Having a caring, supportive, and healthy family. Wealth in the village was also having a good education. The adults in the family always wanted their children to have the best education possible, to have a good job and not turn out to be farmers. Kids who did have education were sometimes considered as slightly better. This helped me see what wealth meant. For me, wealth is not just about money. It's also about family, opportunities, and kindness. I really enjoyed this book, and I think other people will enjoy it too. There were some parts where I got lost with the complex words used to describe technical things, but that was only once in a while. This book has many problems that have to be faced, and that is why I think this book would be enjoyed best by people nine and above, or for people who like inspirational, achievement, adventure, and hope stories. Although, there are many ways to look at the story. These are just some main themes, but there are many parts that are sad or can make you feel angry. This book is recommended to be read from ages 10 or above. This book also engaged my emotions. Sometimes I started laughing, while sometimes I started crying. And sometimes I even got worried or excited for the characters. And these emotions connected with the pictures in my head and made me think of them for many days. There was one thing that was very confusing for me, which was that the book was written in English, so I assumed that William was speaking English, or at least knew a bit of it. It turns out that the whole time he was speaking Chichewa. I think he could have made that a bit more clearer throughout the book. I think that the author was able to achieve what he was going for. I think that all William wanted was to make his village better, and he was able to accomplish that and show that throughout his book. He also wanted to prove people wrong, show that he was not a madman, and do what he was passionate about, even though there were many things that could have stopped him. I would rate this book 4.5 stars. This book was definitely worth reading, and I really liked it. As I have mentioned before, in some parts, I got a bit lost when the technology was explained, but it was only a few times. Other than that, this book was amazing. It was like watching a movie inside my head. I could feel like I was actually there. This is an inspiring quote about the book and William by Al Gore. William Kankwamba's achievements should serve as a model of what one person with an inspired idea can do to tackle the crisis we face. His book tells a moving and exciting story. I agree with this quote. William did an amazing thing, and in my opinion, he does serve as a model of what other people can do with an inspired idea and with hope, no matter what comes in their way. Reading this book was an amazing experience that I hope you will experience too.